right, everybody, welcome to the very first Sunday night service of 2023. Amen. If we could make our way to the sanctuary, I know the coffee bar is so much fun, but the, the real good stuff's up here, right? We got the bread of life over here. So, <laughs> so let's bring it all into the sanctuary here and we are going to get started. We had a wonderful kickoff to 2023 this morning. Amen. It was so great to see everybody in the house of the Lord to start off their new year. And I know we're doing the same thing tonight. So praise the Lord. He is good. Let's go ahead and stand up together this evening. And we are going to open up by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America. And we're going to keep this up because we do believe that America is coming to Jesus. Can we get an amen tonight? All right, let's say this together. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name and in unity. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America, in Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise tonight, and you may be seated. All right. So we got a few announcements, not a whole lot, but uh, we do have the 2023 calendars in. They are available, and they went really fast tonight. So Ushers, do you have the calendars still? You guys got those? Okay, got a, got a few left. Uh, every household gets a calendar. So if you didn't get a calendar this morning and you would like one, just raise your hand. The ushers will give you one. They're free. Uh, they've got a verse for every month of the year, and they've got our 2023 theme verse. So it is. Uh, you want to get your hands on those. We should have some more available in the next week or two because I know some of you guys wanted some extras. So anyway, those are available. And we also wanted to let you know that the men's meeting is this coming Saturday. Saturday at 9 a.m. And so it's a great chance for the men to get together and do some breakfast and some Bibles and some bros. Now, uh, if you uh, weren't here this morning, we kind of said, hey, we'll just do a pitch in style because that's kind of what the ladies always do and it works for them. So, uh, well, let's uh, uh, we'll bring some food to share, gentlemen, bring some food to share, some breakfast food, and we will have a really good time together. And then the women's meeting is Friday, January 13th. Friday the 13th, and it's going to be blessed. It's going to be awesome. Friday the 13th at 6.30. Ladies, come on out for the first women's meeting of 2023. And then also, we're going to pass this around this evening. Uh, we are, uh, the children's ministry and nursery is just growing, growing, growing and expanding, and it is absolutely wonderful. Uh, but with that, that means that we need more help. The more children and babies you have, the more adult helpers you need to help keep them in line. So anyway, uh, we'd love to see a few extra people uh, sign up to, to volunteer in children's ministry. And of course, we do a background check and all that stuff to keep our kids as safe as possible. But anyway, if the Lord's speaking to your heart on that, we would love to see you uh, get involved right there. All right. So what we're going to do now is uh, we have a recap video of 2022. Uh, we played this this morning, but there there's a lot. It was a busy 
busy year, as you probably remember, because it was just like yesterday. But anyway, uh, you know, so we're going to go ahead and look at, we've got a lot of uh, pictures and video to look at here, and it's just a thing to celebrate all that God did in this past year for our lives and for our church family. Amen. So go ahead, Douglas, and roll that beautiful bean footage.
right, very good. So 2022 was an awesome, awesome year. God did some wonderful things around here, and we know that 23 is going to be even better. Who believes that tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, with all that being said, who knows what time it is now? Yes, it's happy time because God loves a cheerful giver. If you are uh, need an envelope tonight, raise your hand and the ushers are going to give you one. And we're going to open up our Bibles to uh, James chapter 1. Let's look at James chapter 1 this evening. Amen. And uh, this kind of goes along the lines of what we were speaking about this morning a little bit. That, you know, it's one thing to know what the Bible says, but it's a whole other thing to actually do what the Bible says. And so, James 1... In verse 22, and I'll do it in the NLT here, it says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. And so with us, that applies to every single area of our lives. And it also applies to the area of our finances. It's one thing to know that the word tells us to, to be tithers, like in Malachi chapter 3, or, or to be givers, like in Luke 6.38. It's nice to know that it says that, but that's not where the blessing comes from. The blessing doesn't come from just knowing what the Bible says. The blessing comes from doing what the Bible says. And somebody that thinks like they've got it all together just because they know what the Bible says, it says, no, you're, you're fooling yourself. You're deceiving yourself, it says in the King James. And so if we really want to begin walking in the fullness of God's blessing in our lives in 2023, we're going to have to live in obedience to God's word. And we know that there is great blessing when we obey him. Do you know that tonight? Amen. All right. Well, let's go ahead and stand up together. And we are going to speak some faith over our giving this evening. And then praise the Lord. We're going to get into some worship and then into the word of God. It is going to be a great night. Amen. Let's go ahead and speak these words of faith together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth and business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go. I could do anything, I could do all things, cause it's you who gives me strength, nothing is impossible, through you blind eyes are open, strongholds are broken, I am living by faith, nothing is impossible, I'm not gonna live by what I see I'm not gonna live by what I feel Deep down I know 
Without it, without. 
Father, we just worship your name tonight. Father, we magnify you. We exalt you, Lord, because you are the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords. Father, we thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father God, for all that you've done for us. You've taken us, Father, people who were sinners. We were lost. We were without hope. And, Father God, you came into our lives, Lord. You became our Lord. You became our Savior. You became our victor, Father. You taught us how to win, Father. Lord, we just want to thank you and glorify your name, Father. We give you praise tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Well, you may return to your seats. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, I was, uh, I was thinking, I like to think, thinking is good, except for, you know, I heard the other day that men don't think sometimes, they go off into, who said that? You said that. Yeah, somebody said that, that men have this thing where they kind of zone out, you know? But yeah, <laughs> and then you ask them what they're thinking about, oh, nothing. But <laughs> but women are always, you know, we're always going. Um. I want to talk to you for a minute about a pastor's pastor. The heart of a pastor is to see people come in here and get born again. That gives us great joy when somebody gets born again. Oh, we get so excited. But the other thing that gives us great joy is when the new believers begin to grow in the Lord. And when they begin to get what it is that we're bringing across from this pulpit, that they get what it's like to turn from being losers in life and being tormented and blah, 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 to being winners in life, that gives us great joy. I just love it. I just, I think about you guys so many times, you know, I have, I have this problem when I go places, like I go visit relatives or something. All I want to do is talk about all you guys. And and I'm thinking, I, one day I thought, you know what? They don't know you. They may not want to hear about you. <laughs> but anyway, I just uh, I just love you all. I'm, I'm excited about all of you. But I, I do want to challenge you today. You know, whenever I get up here, it's usually I'm going to challenge you. Man, you got to come up higher. You know, there's you just got to come up higher. So title of my message is, 2023 spiritual challenge. So are you ready for a spiritual challenge? All right. Well, guess what? That means you're going to have to dig in deeper. That means you're going to have to get it more. Amen. We are a family church and we equip God's people for victorious Christian living. You know, so many times I think about other churches and I think about how it just hurts my heart that well, basically, they just, they just don't understand the word. They don't understand the word on healing. They don't understand the word on finances. They don't understand the word on favor. They don't understand the word on so many things. They major maybe on something else, but they're not majoring on the things that you need to get through this life and to be a victorious Christian. How many of you have gone from being a loser to being a winner? Yeah, I tell you what, it's just, it's awesome. I'm going to read, uh, the, uh, the verse for the year, this is Colossians 2, verse 7, in the New Living Translation. Let your roots grow down into him, 
and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught, that you were taught, that you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Always be grateful for the work God's done in your life. Always be grateful. Never take it for granted. Always be grateful. So I'm going to ask you the question tonight, how spiritual are you? But before I do that, I want to show you something. Um, we are out of Believer's Authority in the bookstore, but it is the most awesome book for if you've been a believer for a long time and you still don't understand the authority that you have as a believer to walk this life in victory, then Believer's Authority by Brother Hagen is outstanding. That's the book that, you know, back in the 70s turned my life around. But also, Brother Hagen wrote a book about growing up spiritually. I'm going to talk to you about growing up spiritually tonight. So that's a good book. And this book I have read, I don't know how many times, Following God's Plan for Your Life. You know, if you're at a point in your life and you think, God, why am I here? You know, what is the deal? What am I supposed to be doing for you? This book is excellent. It'll help you to decide and to find out from the Lord what what is his plan for your life so that you can walk in it and be fulfilled in him. Amen. So anyway, how spiritual are you? I'm just asking you, you know, to you think about yourself. Um, who are you counting on? Now, listen to this. Who are you counting on? When a challenge hits you this week, who are you counting on? Who's your source? Who are you counting on? Who's the first person you want to call and cry out to help to? Who's the first person you want to call? Is it, if it isn't Jesus, and if it isn't the word of God that you're looking to, then you're still a spiritual baby. Oh, that hurt, Mrs. Pastor, that hurt. Well, you can be 110 years old and still be a spiritual baby, so it has nothing to do with your age. It it all has to do with your spiritual maturity and how serious you are about grabbing a hold of how you get this thing done, how you get victory in your life. It comes through God. It comes through the Word of God, and he paid the complete price for us. So this is what we have to do. We have to get into this. Or is the first thing you do is to call Pastor Dave or Pastor Katie? Is that your first thought? Or somebody else in the church? Is that your first thought? If that's your first thought, you're a spiritual baby and you're not mature. Because the first thought that you have, if something hits you during the week, you know, or any other time, Jesus. You call on the name of Jesus. That's who you call on. You don't call on fellow believers. Now, that you know, it's okay sometimes. But there comes a point in your life when you need to be able to, you and Jesus stand on his own two feet, you know what I mean? And for him, you to be able to get the victory in your own life instead of counting on other people all the time. Now, I can tell you this because I used to be that way too. And then one, I used to call on people all the time. This was back in the 70s. And... Praise God, I finally got it. But one day, the person that was my go-to person for bawling and squalling to was not available. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do? And you know what? It was just me and Jesus. And that was the best day of my life because I thought, you know, Jesus is the one with all the answers. I don't need to be going to Brother XYZ or Sister XYZ to get the answers to my problem. I mean, sometimes you need to, okay? Sometimes you do. But 
You need to learn how to stand on your own two spiritual feet. You need to learn how to get victory in your life. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight. Um, Sometimes people are not spiritually mature, just like Pastor Dave said this morning, is because they're lazy. They don't want to get into the word themselves. They want to come up. We used to have this guy at church, this church, doesn't come here anymore. But he would come about once a month. Great guy. Would come about once a month. And he would come up and he'd get his prayer fix. He'd come to the altar line and, oh, pray for me, you know. So we'd lay hands on him and pray for him, and you wouldn't see him again for another month. He thought that coming up to the prayer line was the, the, was the fix for his life, but it wasn't the fix for his life at all, you know. Um, it, was, it was really sad to me because this guy had great potential to serve in the kingdom of God. I mean, great potential, but he never got to the point where he was worth two hoots, okay, <laughs> in the kingdom of God because he didn't measure up. He, it wasn't that it, he didn't measure up because he chose not to measure up, okay? It's a choice on your part. If you're going to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only, James one twenty two that we've talked about, Pastor Dave's talked about several times today. You know, it says in James one twenty two that if you're not a doer of the word, if you're a doer of the word, Ah, oh, shoot, I gotta look it up now. Wait a minute. Let's go there. James 122. Let's go there. I don't wanna, I don't wanna misquote it and get ahead of myself. Do, 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 do. James 122. It's back here somewhere. Here we are. James 122. Okay. But, B. The unspoken subject of this sentence is you, but you be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. You're being deceived if you come in here and you hear the word, but you don't do it. Or if you halfway hear the word and never get it. But if you never get it, it's not our fault. It's not God's fault because the word comes forth from this place like, wow, like a machine gun sometimes, you know. Then it's your fault. And you have to take responsibility for the fact that it's your fault. You know, like uh, it's very unfortunate that word churches are few and far between. I know that because, you know, this summer we went to Indiana. We were gone for about a month. Good Lord, we could not find a word church. You know, there there weren't any. And uh, when Pastor Dave moved to New York, I mean, not Pastor Dave, but uh, Josh, and um, oh, heck. Sorry. I always go through the whole list of my kids and tell them. Now I'm doing with my grandkids. I never call them by the right name, you know. Whatever your name is. No, it wasn't even Ben. Joe. <laughs> when Joe and Portia went to New York, they looked all over the place for a word church. They settled on this one church, but then COVID shut them down. They never did reopen. So they finally found a church in White Plains, New York. They live in Brooklyn. It's in White Plains. It takes um, an hour and a half to drive there. They have to go through downtown Manhattan. Finally, they get there. 
And uh, it is a good it is a good word, church. But the thing of it is, why why aren't there more word churches? Maybe we need to raise. Maybe if any of you are called to be pastors, we need to raise you up and set you out someplace, not next door. You know, you can make a few miles difference between distance between us. But we need more word churches because there are not enough believers that are victorious believers. There are not enough believers that are taught what we teach here. You know, so you, you may go to a church in town that tells you that, you know, God will make you sick to teach you something. Well, that's complete and total error. But, you know, a lot of the body of Christ believes that. So if God is the one making you sick, then how dare you go to the doctor? If it's God's will for you to be sick, well, why don't you just be sick and die, you know? But that's, see, that's not God's will. Because we know what God's will is because of God's word that we got into, that we study, that we embrace. Amen. And we've got a bookstore back there full of awesome books. Um, you know, you're taught the word here continually three times a week, sometimes maybe more. You're given things like, uh, like the monthly devotional. Here's January's. Oh, these things are awesome. You know, if you're not availing yourself of the word that we put forth here, this is for free. You didn't even have to look this stuff up. You know, this is from pastor. He dictates to me. I type it up and then I put it in a little form here. But this is powerful stuff. And if you don't avail yourself of this stuff that we give you for free, you're not even having to look it up on your own. Oh, my, my, my. Heaven forbid you'd have to look it up on your own. But you need to know how to look it up on your own. Right? But these things are awesome. This month's uh, topic is a fresh start God's way. That's really good for you. You know, and last month it was, uh, I forget what it was last month, but anyway, every month is a different topic, you know, that helps you to grow and to be strong and to get victory in your life. You know, Jesus said in uh, John, I think it's 21, come and dine, you know, come and dine. You know, we've got the table spread for you, but you can't grow, get strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and in his word if you don't show up. You know, I'm talking to the choir. Here you are on a, you know, (laughs) New Year's Eve night, you know, here you are in church. Praise the Lord. But maybe some folks that are out there you know, listening online, you know, maybe they're not coming to the table that is set for them. And their life is not a victorious life. You know, I've seen so, I've seen so many people that, you know, I've been around for a while. No, no uh, <laughs> surprise there. But I've seen so many people that get victorious in their Christian life. But I've seen so many people that don't. And that's what breaks a, a pastor's heart because... You know, we, we dish out the same word to everybody. I mean, everybody sitting in here is hearing the sound of my voice, right? So you're getting the same, you're getting the same word. But some people do stupid stuff like, uh, huh, like maybe they'll take a job on Sundays. Oh man, you don't realize I'm going to be making a lot more money and blah, 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 blah. But you know what happens? You never see them again. And the sad part to me is, You never see their kids again either. And you hear about them, you know, 10 years later, something like that. And you know what? Those kids are a complete failure. Maybe some of them are on drugs. Some of them are in jail. Some of them are dead. I'm serious. Because there are rewards serving 
Almighty God. One of the best things that he does for me that I absolutely love is that he keeps our, me and my family and I safe and you all safe. You know, we're safe. Do you realize that we're safe? Do you realize that we, none of us have been shot? Do you realize that none of us have been killed in a car wreck or mutilated or become vegetable? Do you realize that? That is not by chance or accident. That is because he's our safety. He's our protector. But you have to know that to have faith for it. You understand what I mean? You know, if you can thank him, thank you, Jesus, Lord, thank you. And that's something that I pray about almost every day is the safety and protection of us because we don't want any accidents, right? No accidents, no injury, no death, you know, none of it. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, you know, another thing is if you're not grounded in the word, and I tell you this all the time, you can get off into la-la land. There's a lot of error out there. There's a lot of error on Facebook. There's a lot of error on YouTube. There's a lot of error floating around. And if you're not grounded in this, you're going to fall for it every time. You know, a banker can tell real money from counterfeit money. You know why? Because he studies the real money. So a banker, you can go into the bank and he can tell right away if something's counterfeit or if it's real. Well, it needs to be that way with a believer. When you hear something, if you're grounded in the word, when you hear something and it's off, your head ought to go tilt, tilt, tilt. That doesn't compute. That doesn't compute with the word of God that I know. And then stay away from it because it's no, not fun when you get caught up in error. Not fun at all. Um, you know, if you don't know the word of God, you'll be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. You'll never be stable. You'll never be victorious. Too many Christians, like I told you, are not taught the word of God, so they lie down in defeat and think that everything that comes down the pike is from God. They don't realize that we have an enemy named Satan. You know, when we were back in Indiana, we had a, uh, every Tuesday, uh, Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock, we had healing school. For seven and a half years, we had healing school. And sometimes I taught, sometimes pastor taught, sometimes Gary Rickich came down and taught. And so I was teaching one Wednesday morning, and I was getting ready, and the Holy Ghost said to me these words. He said, my children are lying on me, and I don't like it. And, you know, when when, you, when the Holy Ghost says something to you, you know, you kind of, whoa. Lord, what do you mean? He said, my children are lying about me, and I don't like it. And what he meant was that God's people, I just mentioned this a minute ago, God's people were talking, talk about how sickness comes from him to teach them a lesson. You know, it's kind of a big doctrine in Indiana. But that hurts his feelings because he paid the price for our healing, you know, by his stripes, we are healed, you know, and all those other things, you know, all those, all the, all the word that's in here on healing. But if you don't get in here and find it for yourself, you know, I just got an idea for you. Maybe if you're, you know, there's a lot of areas where you can have faith in. Okay. So let's just say that you don't know diddly squat about healing, about God's what it says. I didn't at one point. I was raised 
you know, in a denominational church that didn't teach me anything. And so when I started hearing about Jesus still heals today, I thought, oh, really? Well, I'm not one to just take somebody's word for it. I, I want to find out for myself. So I started digging into the word of God. I think I don't know where I started, maybe Matthew. And every time it talked about healing, you know, going through the word, I would highlight it. So that when you go back, you can just pick it up and you think, wow. And, and it just became so real to me. And then when I heard that Jesus doesn't want us poor, you know, maybe we were poor. We're not all going to be millionaires and fly our own airplanes. And we're not going to all, you know, drive whatever they drive, Lamborghinis or something. I don't know, one of those deals. You know, you know that's not about what it's about. What it's about is that you will have more than enough in your home. You will have more than enough not only for you but to give to other people, to bless other people. You will have a roof over your house that you're satisfied with. You know, you will learn from Pastor Josh and Julie how to be debt-free. Amen. How to pay your mortgage off, how to pay cash for a car, et cetera, et cetera, so that you're not in debt. You know what being in debt is? It's presuming upon the future. So let's say that uh, that you, oh, I'll throw furniture out here. The furniture is the stupidest thing you can buy um time or whatever you call it man go down to you know somebody's garage sale and you'll find a great piece of sofa for 50 bucks you know what i mean you don't need to go to the furniture place and make payments for the next 10 years you know what i'm saying what where how did i get off on that i don't know i was just oh i was using that as an example so i wouldn't use another i wouldn't use another thing but like well for pastor and i personally we're saving money to get another car you know, our cars are old. You know, you've seen us drive them up, you know. Da-da. Our cars are old, but we refuse to buy one and have a loan on it. Because if we were to do that, we are presuming upon the future. If you if you take out a loan like something like that, you're presuming that tomorrow you're going to have the same job you do today. You're going to get raises along the way. You're presuming that. Presumption is a sin. You can't presume that your financial picture is still going to be the same tomorrow. You understand what I'm saying? If you're going out and and getting in debt for stuff. So, you know, Pastor and I have this house. Our goal is to pay it off in five years. Josh and Julie paid off a couple of their houses. So they're debt-free, you know. Hi, Desert Word Center is debt-free. I'm so happy about that. You know, we we owe no man anything but to love him. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, if we get into this word, sometimes, I don't know why I'm getting off on all these bunny trails. Somebody needs to hear it. We need to be patient in life. Okay? Things just don't come tomorrow sometimes. Especially if, you know, I'm sorry, but I, I'll, I'll use our example in life. You know what? I can't use your example. I don't know your example, but I can use my example. Okay, so you've heard the story of the nasty houses that we lived in. You know, oh, man. One time we lived in a really nice house in, in Noblesville. Remember the farmhouse, big farmhouse? We lived in this huge farmhouse, huge farmhouse, paid $300 a month rent. The trouble is it was a bear to heat in the winter because it was never, it had six bedrooms, huge bedrooms, not like you find bedrooms today. 
And so we would have to all cuddle up around a kerosene heater. We couldn't afford to heat it, you know what I mean? But anyway, it was a nice house. <laughs> then we moved to a town called Paragon because the Holy Ghost led us down to southern Indiana, and we didn't realize at the time it was so that we could start a church. But we went down there, and we rented this nasty trailer, which was probably 40 or 50 years old. And, man, that thing was nasty. And it butted up against the woods. And there were snakes in the woods. So one day, and I remember, too, that it was the hottest summer that summer, and that thing wasn't air-conditioned while it was, like, in an oven. So one day I opened up this nasty kitchen under the kitchen sink, and there was an eight-foot-long fresh snake skin under there. It come down out of the woods, you know, and I thought, I should shut the door. I thought, oh, great. You know, you get to the point where, gee. So then we, well, before that, though, we had lived in uh, Noblesville, and we rented this this house. And Pastor was talking about it the other day. We, he calls it the snake house because, man, I mean, they weren't they weren't big snakes like they were. Oh, yeah, well, they weren't poisonous snakes, but snakes are snakes, okay? So they were these little black snakes, and they were all over that grass. And we'd have to, you know, it's Indiana. You mow the grass once a week, you know? So, I mean, there's snakes flying everywhere. And... <laughs> That's the truth. And then the basement of this place would flood. And so there'd be snakes swimming around in the basement. And pastor, and the electricity would go off. And pastor would have to go down there and change the uh, fuses or whatever you call it, you know. So we have lived in some real dumps, okay? Real dumps. And anyway, so, you know, now we live in a very nice house. But the Lord blessed us. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay, here we are. It's story time, okay? So when we when we moved to California, we rented a house. We leased a house for a year. Then we bought a, uh, made a stupid mistake and bought a house in Hinkley. That wasn't a good thing to do. <laughs> for all of you who know the Hinkley story, that wasn't a good thing to do. So anyway, but then we bought a house in town across the street from the high school. It was a bank repo. We paid $50,000 for it. It was a nice house, you know, a nice, strong house. It was well-built, but it was in town, and I didn't want to be in town. But anyway, pastor says to me one day, he says, you know what? We about got this house paid off, and and, uh, then we could just live here, you know, the rest of our life. And I said, well, you can live here, but I'm not living here. I'm going to the country, you know. But anyway, we sold that house for, I think it was $150,000 more than we paid for it. We lived there nine years. We didn't plan. We didn't even think about making any money, you know. But the guy that bought the house paid us $10,000 more than what we even wanted for it. I mean, that's God. So then we bought the house out in Newberry. You all went been to the farm out there. Money, have you been to the farm out there? Love that place. We only lived there three years, though. And we sold that place and made $133,000 on that house. We're just minding our own business. You know what I mean? I think it's smart to buy your own house personally. You can either pay off somebody else's house or you can pay off your own house and sell it and make a buku of money on it. <laughs> You know, 
So therefore, that was one reason we were able to get the house where we live now, but it'll be paid off in five years. Why? Because we don't like mortgage payments either. <laughs> okay, I all said that. It's not even in my notes. Okay. Look at Hosea. It's in the Old Testament. Hosea 4.6. Back in these minor prophets somewhere towards the end. Let's see if I can find it. <laughs> oh, here we do. It's right there by Joel. Hosea 4, 6. Are y'all there? Okay. Listen to this. My people. God isn't talking about the world. He said, my people, my kids, my children are destroyed. Why? For lack of knowledge too lazy to get in the word he says because you have rejected knowledge i will also reject you from being a priest for from being priest for me he said because you have forgotten the law of your god i will also forget your children and it's not that god is purposely going around forgetting children okay but if you are a strong Christian parent, you will see to it that your children are taught the word of God and that they are brought to a word church that teaches them the word of God. And we have got the most powerful children's ministry anywhere because the children that are this age are taught how to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They're taught all kinds of stuff when they're little bitty bitty. So if you ever not feeling well in here, ask one of these little kids, oh, I don't feel well. You pray for me. Oh, my goodness. They believe. Amen. Amen. So we don't want to be people that are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We want to be people that are knowledgeable about the word. Amen. I like Psalms 115, 105. I'm not going to go there. It says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now, why is it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path? Because you need something right with every step you take, but also you need to be able to see the the long vision to the path. So you know every step you're going to take because of the word, and you know the path that you're going on. Amen? So I I remember, you know, when Pastor and I were pastoring, We had a rule. You want to hear our rule? You could not come in for counseling. We don't counsel people. We call it spiritual guidance. We would not allow people to come in and make an appointment with us for spiritual guidance if they never showed up at church. Waste of our time. Waste of their time. So we would say, if now, if they were faithful attenders, by all means. But some people, they just want a quick fix, like the guy that used to come up once a month for prayer. Quick fix. They think it's a quick fix. They want to come in, waste our time, with no intention of ever doing anything about it. 
we would tell them, okay, I'll tell you what, we will, you can make an appointment with us, but I want to see you at every service for the next three weeks. Because chances are, by the time you sit under the word, you're not even going to need to see us. Or if you spend time at the altar, just you and Jesus, you're going to get the answers you need in life. Amen. You don't need to be bugging, you know, fellow believer or the pastoral team. Now, I'm not saying don't ever make an appointment because sometimes you really do need to make an appointment, at which point you better make an appointment. You understand what I'm saying? You better. So don't not make an appointment because, I mean, all you guys, you're here. You know, you're here. You're hearing the word. But I, I don't tolerate lazy people who refuse to get into this word for themselves. And that's why I have great joy when you all learn this stuff. And you don't have to call every five minutes about your problems. You get in here, you're not going to have any, you know, your problems are going to go away. Because you're going to grow, you're going to mature, and you're going to be able to know, Jesus and I got this. Jesus and I in the Word, we have this. Now, if you want a prayer of agreement or something, sure, you know. Now, don't take me wrong on this thing, I'm telling you. But I'm just trying to challenge you that you've got to grow up spiritually. You cannot remain a little infant baby, wah, 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 your whole spiritual life and expect to get anywhere. You're just not going to make it. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Another thing we would ask people is, what word are you standing on? Oh, um, uh. Uh, 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 uh. You know that one. That's the wrong answer to me. What word are you standing on? What's your problem? You're having a healing issue? What word are you standing on? Are you having a financial issue? What word are you standing on? Are you having problems with relationships? What word are you standing on? That's where your faith's at, see? Your faith is in the word. No word, no faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Impossible. That's why we've got to get ourselves into this word. So that's one question we ask. And then sometimes when people say, yeah, I believe, yeah, I'm standing on da-da-da-da. Hey, man, you got it. I'll just, we'll just agree with you. You got it. You know what I mean? Sometimes we say, are you a tither? Oh, no. Well, you know, God can't rebuke the devourer for your sake. No wonder you're having all kinds of problems in your life, you know. <laughs> I mean, let's get real. I'm just being real with you, okay? I just shoot straight. I don't beat around the bush with anybody. I just shoot straight. I'm just telling you the truth. If you're not if you're not tithing, he can't rebuke the devourer for your sake. It's plain and simple. He cannot open up the windows of heaven and pour out so many blessings on you. You don't even have room enough. So, you know, like I said this morning, this is a new year. If you have, how can you trust God? If you can't trust God with your money, how can you trust Him to go to heaven someday? Tell you what, God is not a thief. He's not a thief. 
He wants you to bring that tithe in so that he can do what it says in Malachi 3, so that he can rebuke the devourer for your sake, so that he can get Satan off your back, so that he can open up the windows and pour out blessings, so that everybody's going to see you and say, man, they're so blessed. But it's sometimes it's fear. Well, I don't, I can't afford it. Honey, you can't, you can't afford not to. You cannot not afford to not tithe. Does that make sense? And then the word says, and, and give her too. You know, you'd be surprised how the Lord will increase you. He will increase you. He will increase you. He will increase you. Let's say, for instance, we have a guest speaker. All you got is five bucks to put in the offering. That's, that's, a, that's an offering. That's not a tithe. That's fine. Then maybe later you've got $10 you can put in. Then maybe you've got a $20 bill you can put in. Man, you think you're a big step then maybe, you know, I'm saying, then maybe it's a 50, maybe it's a 100, maybe it's 500. You know what I mean? And you get shocked and you think, man, I remember the days when we put in five bucks. That was our, not not our tithe. Our tithe was always 10% of our gross income. But, you know, for a guest speaker, what, $5, that was it. <laughs> but you know what? We don't put in five bucks anymore. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Ah, okay. Here's the here's the High Desert Word Center question of the century. <laughs> so, how do you get faith? Where do you find that at? Oh, you guys are getting good. Yeah. Okay. Romans ten seventeen. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the words of, word of God. Okay. I want to show you something. Let's look at Ephesians chapter six. Here we are, Ephesians chapter 6. Now listen to this. Verse 10. Finally, my brethren, finally, he tells us, be strong in the Lord. How are you going to be strong in the Lord? Be strong in the word. Jesus is the word, you know. Says that in John. Jesus is the Word. So if you're strong in the Word, you're strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Now this is what we're supposed to do. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? That we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Sounds like victory to me. Doesn't that sound like victory to you? We're able to stand against His junk. That he tries to throw at us. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. That means people. But against principalities. Against power. Against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Those are all realms of demons. That I just mentioned. Those are all realms of demons. Therefore. Verse 13. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. You're not being blown away. You're standing there. You may be fighting the good fight of faith, 
the fight, the, the good fight of faith is a good fight because that's a fight you win if you're fighting the good fight of faith, okay? You're not going to lose if you're fighting the good fight of faith, okay? It's impossible. Stand there for. How long do you stand there? You stand there till you have to stand no more, till you get the victory, amen? Stand there for having girded your waist with truth, the word's truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Faith. What's faith? It's the word. With which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. All those stupid arrows, all the junk he throws at you. You know, nobody's immune from the devil trying to take us out. But the thing of it is, If we're word people, we take him out. We win. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. I like winning. God likes winning. The devil's the one that's a loser. Now listen to this. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. What have I been talking about? You find in your answers in the word. We fight with the word. No, Satan, you're not making me sick. The word of God says in 1 Peter 2.24, by his stripes I am healed. He took my sins, my diseases, and took all my sins and bore my diseases. And Isaiah, you know, and all the other scriptures like that. You understand where I'm coming from? That's your, that's what comes out of your mouth. See, your mouth's like the machine gun. Your mouth's like the tank. Your mouth, mouth's like the bazooka gun or whatever it is, you know? The big, big, the big guns. Okay? And out of your wee little mouth come the big word of God. Whoa. Whoa. That is so cool. Because that's your, that's where it comes out of, right? You're fighting. With the word of God. Amen. And we win. We win. Alexis, I'm looking at you. You have won so many battles since you started coming here. You have one after another, after another, after another. And it's because of the word of God. You learn to stand on the word of God for yourself. You don't have to come crying anymore because you know right here. See, now people will come to you. Alexis, I've got this problem. And you'll say, well, I've got the answer. It's right here. And da 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 That's the name of the game is so that we're not whiners and go around bawling and squalling, but we're winners. And we go around teaching one another, iron sharpens iron. Teaching one of this is how you're going to get the victory in that. This is how you're going to get the victory. And at the same time, I'll say this. Don't allow Satan to bring decoys into your life to steal your time. If they're going to play games with you in your life and not get this, you know what I used to tell we I, when Indiana we had this this gal and all her friends would come over to her house 
And they would all bawl and squall and whine and complain. Basically, it was about their husbands. They had this husband bashing thing. (laughs) And I said to her one day, and she was worn out. I said to her one day, I said, why don't you quit doing that? And why don't you tell them if they want what you've got, they need to go where you've got it. Church. Amen. Amen. Okay, let me see what else I got here. Okay. Second Corinthians ten four. What does it say? Let's see. I'm almost done. Second Corinthians ten four. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, (laughs) but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. Then it goes on to say, casting down, uh, King James says, thoughts and imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, which is the word of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Right? Okay. Now this is something else you need to do. Uh, Philippians 3.14. This is what we're going to aim for this year, okay? So say, I'm going to grow stronger this year. Say it like you mean it. Spiritually. I'm going to quit being a whiner. And I'm going to be a winner. Hallelujah. Now, this is what, <laughs> okay, Philippians 3.14, look at this. This is what we're going to do, okay? I can find it. I write in my Bible, and then sometimes I write over the verse number, and I can't find it. Okay. We are going to press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We're going to press in. We're going to press in when we feel like it. We're going to press in when we don't feel like it, right? So that means that when you get up, oh, I don't want to read my Bible today. You're going to tell yourself, listen, self. <laughs> listen, listen, self. I'm telling you what you're going to do. And you're going to get your cup of coffee and you're going to sit down and you're going to read that Bible. You're going to read your devotional from Pastor Samples. Then you're going to read your own stuff. And you're going to learn and you're going to grow. I want to just, I want to back up several minutes ago. Start, if you need to start someplace on a, start on a subject maybe. Like I said, start on healing. Start on finances. What does the Bible say about money? Oh, lots. Why? Because it's important to you. You know, like I said this, this, this morning. It's important to you that you have money, that you have more than enough, right? It's important to him. Start reading, start on a topic, you know. I want to learn about, you know, what does the, what does the word have to say about love? What does the word have to say about forgiveness? You know, pick a topic maybe, do that. Get strong in it. But then I want to tell you something else too, your faith leaks. So just because you studied healing, you know, last year, and you're on some other topic, doesn't mean that if you get sick that, oh, what was that? What was that? I st- what was that? I- what was that? I st- it leaks. So you got to keep it going, you know. 
You got to keep reminding yourself all the time. So you need to be a student of the word, doer of the word, not a hearer only, deceiving your own self. Okay, now I'm going to read this last wonderful verse to you, which is the verse of the year. You ready for this? Colossians 2 7, New Living Translation. Let your roots go down into Him. That means the Word, right? And let your lives be built on Him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Why are you going to overflow with thankfulness? Because you get the victory. Amen. You're winners. Say, I am a winner in Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, here you go, Pastor Dave. Amen. Let's stand up together tonight. Amen. That's a good word for us to motivate us. Uh, for 2023, and we're going to keep growing and getting stronger every day. Amen. Praise God. Well, we're going to have Josh, uh, Pastor Josh lead us in some worship here. And uh, if you need prayer for anything, we'd like to make that available tonight. I'm going to have our prayer team come forward for uh, just a few minutes here. But, you know, I pray that you're, you know, taking notes during these messages, too, because I plan on looking at these verses later and uh, and reviewing uh, everything that we've seen tonight. But anyway, if you need prayer tonight, we'd love to be here for you. So let's take a few minutes and uh, and offer that. And, of course, we'll worship the Lord here. I will exalt you, Lord. I will exalt you, Lord. There is no
right, everybody, we're going to go ahead and close out tonight. But praise the Lord, we've had a great start to 2023. Who agrees? Amen. Remember, of course, we got service on Wednesday. The men's meeting is Saturday and the women's meetings next week. And uh, we're just going to have an awesome year. But we're growing in our faith and our roots are growing down into him. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and pray tonight. And then we'll do our Barstow Faith Confession. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, so much for what we've seen in the word of God tonight, Lord. And we realize that we have to be doers of the word. We have to obey what it is that we're seeing and hearing, Lord. And then we know that the blessing comes, Father. And I pray that for each person here that we're growing in our faith this year. We're getting stronger than we ever have before. We thank you, Jesus. This will be the best year we've ever had yet. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord some praise. All right. I'm going to let my buddy James lead us in the Barstow Faith Confession. All right. <laughs> this is his first time this year. I mean, so come on. <laughs> um, we declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of the God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. God is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is safe. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy 2023. See you Wednesday.